Hey, this is Phil Diaz. I'm the pastor at Greencastle Church of the Nazarene, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. It's my prayer that God would use this podcast to speak to your life right where you're at. I pray it also builds your faith and helps give you perspective on how God can work, move, and transform your life. Enjoy the message. Well, it is good to have all of you here today. We do want to say thank you to all of our grandparents. And so uh, today's sermon is going to be uh, hopefully um, something that you will remember with the whole theme of grandparents today. Today's sermon title is Beans, Rice, and Jesus Christ. And so today is going to be probably one of the most unique sermons I think I've probably preached or presented. And so you need to pray for me right now. <laughs> this will all make sense and will all come together, I truly believe. But we do love all of you. We're so blessed to be able to have you here today um, at Green Castle Church Nazarene for our Grandparents' Day. Um, one of the things that I know that me and my grandparents always shared was a love of food. So today, we're going to talk about food. No amens. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Lord, please help me. Because <laughs> this is all I've got. This is what you gave me, so help me. All right, well, we are going to talk a lot about food today. In fact, I don't know if you know this, but food is in the Bible. Did you know that? Yes. Food is in the Bible. I am very grateful for that. In fact, food is referenced over 1,800 times in the Word of God. Can you believe that? In fact, today's message, we're starting with a verse that talks about Jesus being the Son of Man, and He came eating and drinking. So that's how we're starting off today. In fact, sometimes Jesus was actually accused of eating and drinking too much and with all the wrong people. And so if you're ready to eat today, turn to your neighbor and say, let's eat. Turn to your neighbor and say, let's eat. Amen. So today we're going to be eating of the nourishment of the Word of God. We're going to be in Luke chapter 7. And before I get into the verse, I just simply want to give this as a little bit of a prelude. In today's story, we have a Pharisee. The Pharisee was a religious leader. And this particular Pharisee invited Jesus over for dinner. Um, eventually, there's this sinful woman. She comes and she finds out. She walks into the room. She causes a stir. And then she lays at the feet of Jesus. And she begins to wash her feet with her tears. And she wipes them with her hair. And she breaks open this super expensive jar of perfume and pours it out on his feet. And then there's this exchange. You see, there's an interaction that happens here. And it causes a grand stir. I mean, how many of you would think that that's a little bit weird if you were trying to have a meal and all of a sudden that happened at dinner time for you? Amen. So, in this exchange, this woman who had experienced great pain of shame and guilt of her sins, she came in and out of her gratitude, she treated Jesus with the highest level of all hospitality. And so today we're going to be Picking this up here, we're going to be looking at this story. We're going to be in Luke chapter 7. So let's stand for the word of God today as we go into this story. It says here in the word, it says that the Son of Man 
came eating and drinking, and you say, here is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. The next verse. Jesus said, but wisdom is proved right by all her children. And then he goes on to this. So when one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and he reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. And as she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet kiss his feet with her tears. And then she wiped them with her hair and kissed them and poured perfume on them. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Verse 39. When the Pharisees who had invited him saw all this, he said to himself, well, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. And then Jesus answered him and said, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Well, two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, and so he forgave the debts of both. Now, which of them will love him more? I want you to think about that question. Which of them will love him more? And unto this, Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. And Jesus said, you have judged correctly. Let's bow our heads today and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come before you here today, Lord, I just simply ask that you open up our hearts and our minds and all of us, Lord, to wanting to experience you more. Father, will you help open up this message, Father, to those um, who are here today. Help this be a message that they remember and that will be passed on as they share a meal at some point today with their family and their friends. We ask, Lord, that you just help me to preach this, Father, to where it makes sense. And uh, may these words that I say and preach would be the words that you want um, your people to hear. We pray this in Jesus' name. All God's people said, Amen. 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 All right. And so what is interesting to me in all of this is that the woman had shared her pain through her praise. She was pouring out her praise. But then all of a sudden the Pharisee judged her. And after hearing what Jesus had to say about the dead of sin, something else had changed. See, his perspective also changed. Let's go to verse 50. Because in verse 50, it says this, Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Amen? Isn't that such a good word for us here today? Amen. I love the word of God. And I especially love how it can be so applicable to us. So today, to get started, uh, I want to go to the next slide if I can. Um, I want us to say these words today out loud. Can we do that? So turn to your neighbor and just say pain. pain. Turn to your other neighbor and say perspective. Right. Now turn to the one behind you and say peace. peace. So today we're going to be looking at pain, perspective, and peace. And so I have preached, I know, on this text before. Some of you have probably heard this text at least a hundred million times. 
Um, and I know that you probably know that this is a text that's talking about pouring out our worship to Jesus, his grace, his forgiveness of sins, the brokenness of the sinful woman. But when I was reading through this to prepare for today, there was something that just caught my eye once again. And, and I don't know if it's just this number that just keeps coming up, but it's the number three. And so today I see it in the story that there was three characters, but yet very different perspectives. And so I want to look at our three characters real quickly today. The first character I want to look at is the Pharisee. The Pharisee in his day was the kind of person that was ultra-religious. In fact, that's kind of what his job was, was to keep the religion of Israel. And he was the kind of person who would say, well, I got all of this down. I know the rules, and I follow the rules, and I'm better than others, and I'm probably better than you, 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 and yes, you, definitely you. Maybe that helps I'm also the kind of person that I check off all my religious check boxes neatly and perfectly every time. That's the Pharisee, okay? So that's the first character that we have. And then, in the middle of all that, now we have this other character, which is this sinful woman who is not anything like the Pharisee at all. She is so outwardly broken. It's a stark contrast to what the Pharisee is. In fact, this Character, everybody knows this woman's sin and shame. And she needs grace and she needs forgiveness. Then we have my favorite character, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord. You see, Jesus is here, not just for the Pharisee. But he's also here for the sinful and broken woman that lay before him. Because when it's all said and done, Jesus came for both of them. Not just one, but for both. Why? Because both were sinners. But in different ways. And so in this encounter... Jesus interacts with both of them. And through his interaction, he begins to change how they look at things. He begins to change their perspective. And he changes the way that this woman even sees herself. And he changes the way that they can understand forgiveness and grace. But the interesting thing to me is that all of this happened over a meal. All of this happened over a meal. What's the best meal that you've ever had in your life? Just wondering, what's the best meal that you ever had in your life? Was it shrimp and lobster? Surf and turf, as they call it? Was it a banquet 99-cent TV dinner that came from Walmart? Is that the best meal that you ever had? Was it ramen noodles? Like, no one's giving me any feedback, so I don't know what you guys are eating. Chicken! Steak? Chili. Chili? Biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, talk to me, church. There we go. Okay. I'm getting a little lost. Like, I know you guys have to eat. <laughs> okay. And there's something happens, I think, that when we come together and we share a meal with people. Amen? 
There's just something special that happens. And so when we break bread and we have fellowship and we come together, to me it's a testament of this. None of us in this life were ever designed to do life in complete isolation. Amen? None of us in this life were meant to do it all alone. We are all wired for connection. And one of the best ways to experience connection with each other is over a meal. When I want to get to know someone, I try to have a meal. And if I had anything, I have black bean water, which I call coffee. Okay? I have something with someone. And it's shared. But food is one of the most major ways that we see connection between one each, uh, each other. In fact, we see it in the scriptures. One of the most major staples of food all across the world, including here in the States, is these two food ingredients, beans and rice. There isn't a country that you can go to that doesn't have beans and rice. Even Antarctica. And its scientists have beans and rice in Antarctica somewhere. Even in outer space, there is beans and rice sent with the astronauts that they have to put water in because it's dehydrated food. And they have a meal. Beans and rice. Well, what's so special about this? Well, beans and rice are a carb and they're a fiber. And when you put them together, it makes a complete protein. In fact, Protein builds strength and muscle and, and has all nine essential amino acids. And alone, they're okay. They're okay. But when you put them together, oh, the many dishes that you can make with beans and rice. How many of you have ever made a meal with beans and rice in your life? Okay? Alright, so I'm not crazy. Okay. So, here's the thing. When you follow Jesus, He takes your uniqueness, He takes your life experiences, and He brings people into your life with you. So you can share your life, share your experiences, and share your uniqueness together. Because Jesus always knew that we were always better together than we would ever be alone. And me... You and the Lord can become stronger and better together when we share our lives together. And so, of course, I want to talk to you today about beans, rice, and Jesus Christ. It's got to be the most unique sermon title you've ever heard. And I'm hoping that it's going to start to sink and make some more sense. But the last two years... Because of COVID and all of this, it's been awful, hasn't it? Trying to do things come together, okay? It's been hard. There, there's some things that, that uh, they're just now starting to come back into vogue because they had been done away with because of all of the sickness and the COVID and this and that. And so we've known more than probably any generations before us of what isolation is. I mean, how many of you still love just to do Zooms and work in your pajamas? I mean, I know some of you probably do. Okay. But isn't it so good that we can come together even here in the house of God today? Amen. Let's give him praise for that. Amen. 
thing that I see. When, when, when COVID hit and, and all of this isolation stuff started happening, here's what I've seen in people. I've seen, seen isolation, but it wasn't just isolation. It was crippling isolation. I've seen increased separation, ongoing division. And I see that people were alone in their pain. And then people began to think that they were just better off being alone. And then we also see how it creates this perspective where other people are a threat to my isolation. I mean, how many of you have suffered that over COVID? We see friendships that end, divorces on the rise, loneliness growing and becoming overwhelming. And I think for the first time in our human history, we actually began to think about the mental health effects of what that loneliness can bring within our lives and how it affects us and how it affects those around you. Because at the end of the day, the devil is still the devil and the enemy is here to steal, kill, and destroy. But I also know at the end of the day that my Savior is here to love, Amen. bring forgiveness, and to give you life yes. to its fullest measure. Give God praise for that. And so, in experiencing the fullness of life, because you want to experience the fullness of life, amen? amen? No one wants to experience just a half-hearted life, right? You're only doing it just halfway or a quarter of the way or something. We want to go full in. And so whoever your people are, it's your tribe, your crew, your friends, your family, whoever that might be, I believe that there's three things that we can learn today when we get ourselves together and we're able to find our group and how we can learn to grow in the Lord. And so because this is a food theme, my points are also themed appropriately for food. So my first point is this. My first point is that we need in our lives to pass the salt. Pass the salt. How many of you like to put a seasoning on your food? Yeah? Okay. So my first point is this. Salt is good for seasoning. But when it's combined with water, it also has a lot of healing properties as well. And in life, we all face pain. How many of you face pain or have faced pain in your life? Okay. All right. It's good to see that. I know one of the major sources of pain in my life was a while back when I had kidney stones. Okay. So instead of drinking, you know, black bean water as much, I was drinking more of this green stuff called Mountain Dew. And it's got yellow five and brominated vegetable oil. And those two ingredients will do a number on your kidneys if you drink Mountain Dew a lot. And I'm talking a lot like, I think it was for lunch, dinner, breakfast, snack, everything in between, you know, all of that. So this was the factory drink of choice. In fact, there was one drink machine, all I had was Mountain Dew. That's it. That's the only drink it had was Mountain Dew. So, so I, I just got in this habit of drink so much. So I had these kidney stones. Worst pain ever. Okay, don't recommend it. Okay. I felt when I was in the doctor's office and we were doing work on that, I just felt like I was giving birth to a little piece of rock 
known as calcium. And much like many other pregnancies, I, I knew it also cost a fortune just to take care of. So, don't recommend it. But here's the thing. My wife was with me the whole time. Ashley was with me the whole time that I was in that pain. She put up with me, she took care of me, and she loved me through the whole process. For some of us today, we need to learn that we need the right people in our lives to be able to share our pain, to be able to heal together. And what that means is that we got to learn how to pass the salt. If we look at verse 38 on the screen, in Luke chapter 7, verse 38, it says this, As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. You see, this sinful woman was sharing her pain with Jesus. She was crying. She was weeping. She was at the feet of our Lord and Savior. And other people saw that. And she didn't care. She didn't care about what they may think. She didn't care about what they may write about her tomorrow. She was needing healing. And she passed the soul and shared that with her Lord and Savior. She wept at the feet of Jesus. And here's the thing. Jesus was there for her. He was there for her. Do you know that God wants to draw close to you when you hurt the most? Let's look at Psalm chapter 34, verse 18. This is what it says. It says that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. It also says this in Revelation 21, 4. It says that he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. Give God praise that he thought of you. Amen. Amen. And until we get to heaven, because we're all looking forward to that. Amen. Amen. When we all get to heaven. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Amen. You can need the highest one for that. There you go. Praise God. I'm glad that you, you learned your hymns as a child, young adult, and as an adult. Amen. And see, it, it takes all of that to learn how we can heal together. We need to learn how we can carry each other's burdens. We need to learn how to pass the salt and to share our pain. The second thing that happens in our lives when we do life together is that we can learn this. Our, my second point is this, that we can learn how to taste the difference. We can learn how to taste the difference. While it's good to have a group in your life that shares similarities, it's also good to have a group in your life that mixes everything up. <laughs> In fact, in talking about food, me and Ashley, we love trying all kinds of different foods. And in fact, one of the places that we do love, and, and I love just, just a little bit more than some of those other places, is, is Disney Springs. And here's why. At Disney Springs, number one, you don't have to pay to get in. <laughs> Amen. You don't have to pay for parking. Amen. 
That's two good things. But at Disney Springs, it's it's not so much of an amusement park or theme park. It's like a an entertainment place, and they've got bowling, and there's my favorite thing, all these eateries from all over the world, all kinds of places. You want fish from England? They got it. You want fresh curry from India? They got it. You want to eat Wolfgang Puck? They got it. You want southern barbecue? They got it. You want chicken? Oh, they got chicken. What part of the country or the world do you want chicken from? Okay, so it's, it's interesting because they have all of these little different places and, and from around the world uh, sharing all these foods. And so um, if you're on the chat, you can put this in the chat to say, uh, if, if you've got a meal that you'd like me to try, then you know, put that in the chat. Okay, I'll, I'll try your food as well, okay? Put that in the chat if you like. But here's the thing. We love to meet and connect with people. And we love to meet and connect with people that are from different backgrounds, different nationalities. Because, you know, it makes life a little spicier, amen? amen. Okay? You can't meet the same people that look like you and talk like you. It gets a little boring after a while. So it's good to meet different people. But the current temperature in our society, it can feel like if you're different, you can feel like you can be a threat. If you don't agree with me, well, I can't agree with you. If you don't support me, you must hate me. But that's not true. That's not true. Because as Christ followers, we're called to embrace each other. First Peter says this. It says, finally, all of you, it says, have Unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. It's good to taste the difference in people. Amen? Amen. Because then we can gain some perspective. And when we do life with others who look like us, live like us, or think differently than us, here's the thing. Difference doesn't always equal division. Amen? Difference actually to me equals strength. Yeah. It equals strength. Because when you do life with others who are different than you, you gain perspective. You gain understanding. You gain some sympathy and some empathy within your life. And that can make your life so much better. In Luke chapter 7, verses 40 through 47, I know Jesus brings this revelation. He says that I have something to say to you. But the thing is, are we willing to listen? Are we willing to listen? In verse 43, it says this with the Pharisee. He says, he says this. He says, I suppose. So Simon replied to Jesus, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt is forgiven. Remember our story from earlier, right? You see, the Pharisee is changing his perspective. He's no longer thinking the way that he thought just a minute ago within the meal. He's saying, I suppose that the one who had the bigger debt is forgiven. And then Jesus said, you have judged correctly. And more than ever, our divided world, this is good news. Our divided world needs a united church. Amen? Yes. Amen. Amen. And so more than ever, our lives are better when we learn how to do life with others, with other Christ followers. In fact, John chapter 13, 35, it says this. It says, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So when you find that group in your life, 
And you learn how to pass the salt. And then you learn how to taste the difference. There's one last point that I want to talk about today. But before I get to that, I, of course, have something very special planned for us here today. And so I need my helpers to come up at this point. So it's Ashley, Amanda, and Rose. I have my helpers. I have volunteers. Hold on just a minute, Jeannie. Oh, just a second. I know I got some volunteers, too. But they're going to help me set up something today, hopefully to help get the point across a little bit more. So I'm going to give them some time to do that. Uh, I hope some of you came ready to eat today. Amen? No, I didn't get any amens on that. Okay. Too interested what's going on there. Don't worry about what they're doing. Okay? Don't worry about what they're doing. It'll all come to light here in just a moment. Here's my last point. My last point is, if we're learning how to pass the salt, we taste the difference. The last point is, we need to savor the flavor. How many of you like to savor the flavor of the food that you eat? Okay, what that means is that you let it sit in your mouth, and you like to taste it a little bit. Oh, that chicken, it tastes so good. Oh, that food tastes wonderful. Amen? Okay, so that's what savoring the flavor is. When you're meeting with other Christ followers, you get to break bread together. You get to have the presence of Jesus. You begin to experience His peace and all of the love that He gives. And the peace of God tastes so good. Amen? Amen, it does. In fact, this is what the Word says in Psalm 34, 8. It says this. It says, taste, taste. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in Him. Amen. And today, we've got something really good for you here today. And so, here's the thing. The world, in all of what it is, full of worry, full of fear, full of doubt, full of being stressed out and freaked out. Full of all of those things. We have an enemy that wants you to be isolated, to live in fear, to stay hidden, and to never, ever, ever, ever go to that church because they will judge you. Never talk to that Christian friend. They will look at you. Never talk to someone of faith because they're going to demean you. Have you ever heard that from the enemy before? You see, when you learn how to share your pain, you gain perspective. And in the context of godly relationships, when the storms of life come, you can still experience peace. Amen? How many of you have ever heard this before? In life, you're either coming out of a storm or you're going into a storm. How many of you have ever heard that in your life? Amen? This is what Jesus said in John 14, 27. He said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And that's from John 14, 27. If we can turn back to Luke uh, seven fifty, I want us to read that. It says that Jesus said to the woman, that your faith has saved you to go in peace. In peace. And in this story, we talked about three characters. But I believe that in one way or another, we can all relate. 
first character is the Pharisee, who thinks that they got it all together. How many of you think that you've got it all together in your life at some point? You follow all the rules, you know all the scriptures. My perspective is right. But here's the thing. What we need, if we feel like we're a Pharisee, is we need a different perspective and we learn to taste the difference that God makes. Some of us come together and we can realize that maybe we're more like this woman and we just feel broken. And we need grace and we need peace. Jesus is the answer to all of that. And Jesus invites us into the community of believers to know that that's a key to helping us within our lives. And for some of us, it's just about basically getting back into getting into a Bible study, getting into a group, getting into coming back into church full time. Because our church is a place that welcomes Pharisees as much as it does sinners. Because guess what? We're all broken. Some of us just mask it a little bit better. But when we come together and we worship together and we're in the presence of Jesus, how many of you can tell that there's just a difference in your life when you come into the presence of the Lord? Amen? Give Him praise for that. And when we come together, we can experience that power and glory together. We experience it in our relationships. We experience it in our small groups. We experience it whether we're young or whether we're old. We experience life together. Because, and I don't know, I think this was understood. Being a grandparent, you get to see different generations in your life. Amen? Amen. And isn't life better when you get to do life with all of those generational ties? Yes. Amen? Amen. And we can experience that. Life is also better together when we do life together as a church. And our small groups is one of the most simplest and easiest ways to do life together. How many of you are in a small group in our church? I just want you to just, just raise your hand. Okay? Our Wednesday night groups. Because here's the deal. If you're not in one, there's so much fun! Are they not? Are they not fun? And see, that's how I want to end our message today. I want us to have some fun. Now, I know you've been watching all of this going on, and you're trying to hear me talk. You might be drowning me out because you see some stuff up here, and that's okay. Because I wanted to end this message differently. Because all of this talk of food has got me a little hungry. I don't know about you. Has it got you hungry a little bit? Has, has your appetite... Been, been gnawing at you just a little bit. And so today, what I'd like to do is we are cooking for you today. We're going to be cooking for some of our, our volunteers that we're going to be having here in a moment. So uh, I know I've asked a couple of my volunteers. I need two more volunteers. So I know Jeannie, Fred, I've asked you guys, I need two more volunteers. Who wants to volunteer for this next portion of the sermon today? Who wants to volunteer? Raise your hand. Okay, these two right here. Okay, I've seen them first, so. All right, come on up. Come on up, volunteers. Now, today is Grandparents' Day, right? So, 
I thought it would be appropriate to share with you a little bit of my upbringing, just the hair, okay? And this will all make sense in just a moment. So today I want to invite you into my grandmother's kitchen, okay? So when I was growing up, the kitchen was almost all off limits except for one thing, and that is the microwave. That was the only thing that my grandma let any of us use at all. You couldn't even use the oven because it creates dishes. And she didn't want to do dishes. She despised it. I was grateful that we could use real spoons and forks at times in our meals. So this is part of my upbringing. But I want to invite you today to my grandma's kitchen. So my next slide is, I want to invite you to, um, if you got it, go ahead. La cocina. De la Fralinda Diaz. Now everyone can say that to your neighbor, okay? All right? So, in my grandma's kitchen growing up, of course, you know, everything was made in a microwave. I learned how to make all kinds of meals in a styrofoam cup, okay? You can feel sorry for me later. I don't care. But, I'm going to tell you this. Today, we're not in Hell's Kitchen, amen? Today, it's Heaven's Kitchen. And today, I'm hosting this wonderful meal because I'm your host filled with the habanero Holy Ghost. Amen? <laughs> and so we're going to be serving up one of my favorite dishes. It's simple, it's fun, and sometimes I honestly I can make this just for myself, okay? Because it's easy. And so today we're serving up a dish which is beans and rice. And Jesus Christ. So, if you never know how to talk to people about the Lord, get yourself some beans and some rice. And then you're going to flavor and season it with Jesus Christ. So, Ashley is helping to cook all of this. And I just want to give her a little round of applause and our other helpers. Okay? Right. And so, she's preparing this, this microwave meal. Okay, and I've asked some of my brothers and sisters in Christ, of course, to help share this meal with me. And so I just want to take a moment just to um, to honor them and to say how how honored I am just to have a few volunteers to do this today. Okay, uh, I love and appreciate all of you, and I love and appreciate those who are watching right now. Uh, and I, I truly believe, hopefully, when you leave today, you'll say, this was the most different sermon i ever seen in my life. <laughs> but you'll remember what it is. <laughs> and so today we are having beans and rice in Jesus Christ. Uh, Y'all remember how I was talking about how we need to have some different flavors and seasoning of people in our lives. So I, I just want to make sure, just so that way, because I am a little blind, um, do I look anything like these, these, these individuals right here? Just one of them. Do I, do I look? Fred, do we do you think we look alike? I mean, there is an uncanny resemblance. There is an uncanny resemblance. Okay. But we're all a little different, right? And it's good. It's good to be a little bit different. And so in life... We all have our different gifts, talents, abilities, resources. We all have a little something that we can bring to the table. Amen? 
And so today we have a table that's set before us. We have all of these wonderful ingredients. And I know we're actually trying to finish the last bit of this. Um, and so what we're going to do, and then we have us do here in a moment, is, Jeannie, what I'd like you to do is we're going to start with this. You have this, this is a, one of our main components. This is the rice. Can you put the rice here in the casserole dish for just a moment? Just put that in there. Yep, the whole thing. There we go. Okay, we have some more rice coming. And so, all right. And so, if I would have you just be so kind, would you care to put one of the bowls of the beans in there? Okay. Yep, just all of it. There we go. All right. All right, now we're going to have the next beans. Okay. All right. Do we have the next piece of rice? Okay, it's coming. Okay. So while that we're waiting on that, Rose, I'm going to have you add in just a little bit of the bacon bits and cheese. Can you do that just for a little bit? Okay. You know, bacon makes everything taste better. <laughs> Amen. Okay. We got some cheese. The best part. <laughs> Alright, so you go ahead and give that to Rose there. We'll have her put in the last bit of the rice. So each person had a little different component to bring into this meal. Of course, we talked about beans and rice. And then there's other things that you can flavor things with. So we had some bacon, some cheese. And so in life, Fred, I want you to go ahead and kind of mix this together as if you're going to make a casserole. Okay? So in life, what we do is we take our different gifts and our abilities. And we are able to somehow make something better than what we originally had. Because if you just had rice, it wouldn't be much of a fun meal. If you just had beans, I mean, how many of you have just eaten beans just for, for fun? I do for fiber, but that's a whole other story. How many of you just eat shredded cheese just for fun? Okay, all right. You're my people. Uh, bacon bits, you just eat bacon bits by themselves? Okay, but, but here's the thing. What if you took all of that together and you made a wonderful potluck dish? something that was much more better than the individual ingredients. So what do we have here, folks? What do, you, what do we have here? A lovely, a lovely meal. Alright, so um, can I have one of you guys just kind of like dish out like a little sample of that? Okay, on your plate. Okay? And so in life, when we're able to put all of our gifts and talents and we share it with each other, we can share that with each other within the context of what Jesus has done for us. You can see we're all different, but we all have something to give. And my grandparents' message is this, whether you're a grandparent or whether you're a grandchild, we all have something that we can give and be a part of for each other. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so this is the message. Jesus helps bring us peace from the pain. He helps bring us perspective. And He helps us to be able to understand that we can savor the flavor of being with our God. Amen? Amen. And so I'm going to have them each try just a little bit of this. Alright? I hope I get some good reactions. <laughs> What do you guys think? Is it better together? Better together. Amen. Yes, give God praise. Amen. Let's stand this morning.
without hands. Thank you, Jesus, for helping us to savor the flavor of who you are. Thank you, Jesus, Lord, for helping us to understand that all we need in life is the beans and rice of Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to be able today to share a meal with someone. Help us to be able to do life better together. Whether we're old, whether we're young, whether we come from this part of the county or that part, whether we are this way or that way, Lord, help us to be able to come together and Lord, live life in peace and in love with each other. We pray this in Jesus' name. All God's people said, Amen. Amen. You guys are dismissed. Make sure you eat a nice big meal today. Happy Grandparents Day. We love you all. God bless you guys. Hey, thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. If you would like to connect with me or Green Castle Church of the Nazarene, you can find us on Facebook at Green Castle Nazarene and also on our website, www.greencastlenazarene.com. May you have a blessed and wonderful day in the Lord.